In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. I'm hungry. Hungry for a filet mignon steak grilled medium rare. What about adding a double baked potato loaded with bacon and sour cream, you name it, with fresh locally grown sweet corn? Does that make your mouth water? Add to all of this stuff the smell of a baking cherry pie. My taste buds are going out of their mind as I think about a meal like that. Now while the food here at the Sim is good, it's not that good, right? Mike, the head of our food service, is a great chef. He provides extraordinary food, especially for banquets and special occasions. But because some of you, like me, are picky eaters, I occasionally have watched some of you pick at your food asking, what's that? What is that? That's an obviously a question the children of Israel were asking in the Old Testament lesson just read. And that question is, was not one of de delightful surprise at discovering something new, but rather it grew out of their complaining that the food God providing, was providing them was not steak or cherry pie. Let's look again at what had been happening for those complaining Israelites. God had delivered them from their slavery in Egypt. They had escaped the Egyptian army at the Red Sea. At the time of our text, they were traveling through the wilderness to a land that God had promised would be their own. They had recently left the oasis of Elam with its water and palm trees in abundance, and now they faced the problem of scarcity of food, although they were not starving. Their problem was really a very simple one. They couldn't stuff themselves anymore. They'd been accustomed to eating until they were filled in Egypt, and now they were slimming down and even a little bit hungry. So they complained to Moses and Aaron. They do this to the point that they said they wished they were back in the captivity of Egypt. You brought us to this wilderness to kill us, they said to Moses and Aaron. What amazes me in this story is that God did not immediately punish those complainers. What amazes me even more is that he still loved them. He had to. Why else would he bend over backwards in trying to answer their complaining? Can you believe that? God loves even gripers, those who complain all the time. Look at him. God, who had been himself, who had been leading this discontented bunch in a pillar of cloud by day, comes to those Israelites through Moses and tells them that he will take care of their hunger. Why? Because he wants even gripers to know that he is the Lord of their lives. What a lesson for us 
when we could be called gripers. Look again at what God did to feed those people. In the evening, the Lord literally covers the camp with quail so that the people would have lots of meat. And in the morning, he sends dew that leaves behind a fine, flaky substance that could be made into bread. We were all taught early on in Sunday school to call that manna. By sheer coincidence, I have a son-in-law who's a national sales manager for an Israeli agricultural company called manna. Now, the Israelites did not know what this manna was. So in answer to their question, what is this? Moses replied, this is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. Now, is all of this talk about food still making you hungry? Food is a very big part of our lives. Hunger can be a time clock ticking inside of us, regulating even the hours and times of our days. Or it can be a biological need demanding so-called fuel stops as we live out our daily lives. Hunger can also function as a psychological drive, motivating us to crave chocolate or booze or sex when we lack love. But deeper than that hunger is the spiritual need we all have to know that we are not alone in this race we call life. Or maybe the old saying is true that we are what we eat. I wonder if that's not the lesson that God was trying to teach the Israelites. God wanted them to see that while food would keep their hungry bodies going, yes, while food would satisfy their physical hunger pangs for a while, nothing they could eat physically could stop the pain that comes from an empty heart or soul. And is not that the lesson we also need? While a steak meal, with all of its trimmings, or potato chips and a Coke and a beer will stop your hunger pangs for a while, or while the study of theology can whet your appetite intellectually, nothing other than the bread of life that Christ gives us can stop the pain that comes from spiritual hunger. Are you hungry? Yes, are you hungry? When Jesus asks us that question, he wants us to believe him when he says to us, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. He wants to stop our griping and complaining when we think God is not treating us fairly or as we deserve. God loved even the complaining, griping, never-satisfied bunch of wandering Israelite ex-slaves. He provided them with the means to live in overflowing abundance. And he assures us that he loves us as well. And yes, that he can turn all of our complaining into grateful thanks. He does take care of us daily. He does provide us with bread to eat, food and provisions for our bodies. But most of all, did he not die and rise again to guarantee that he, the bread of life, will feed us himself forever? Hungry? 
hungry? No more. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.